thank you that now in this moment we're not just ticking the box of doing a Christmas service and coming together but we're in a moment where heaven is linking with earth and there's too much pain and loss and brokenness and grief in our world to actually just come and tick a box and stand in church it's moments like these God where there's a a hole punched in the heaven so that you can access earth and that the hope of the world can go out and bring healing to a broken world. And so I thank you that right now in this moment, God, that you're moving. You're moving in hearts, in lives, in situations. We thank you that you are the hope of the world. We thank you so much. We never want to take for granted these times. We never want to take for granted an open heaven. We just thank you that you're here with us right now. I'm just going to get the band to stay here. I just want to share a story with you. Um, I was just talking about how... um, Stay standing just for a moment. Um, Yeah, These moments we can come and we can just uh, stand and sing the songs. And I'm teary because God is with us this morning and he's just on... I think he's just really moving and hopefully I can make sense of what's in my heart. But, um, yeah, we don't just come and just stand in worship. We can just come and stand in worship, but we miss out on an opportunity to connect with the source of all hope and all power and all life and all glory. And I just want to encourage us that these moments are powerful and not just here, but as we go out into our day-to-day lives and we make time to connect with God, the source. He moves through us with great power. Um, Probably, it was almost 10 years ago now, um, I was teaching and I had a six-week block at SAS and because it's SAS it's an Anglican Shellhaven Anglican school you're allowed to talk about God which is awesome and I remember when I was in that class I would play some worship music Hillsong worship music and um, I'd just be worshipping and to my in my own little head while I was the kids had free time and when I did that um, every time I did that there was a young boy who would just weep and weep in the presence of God and um, it came to light after a couple of weeks that I could see the bruises on his arms. He was in year four and he was going home every day and he was being beaten up. And it just broke my heart. Um, and the pain in his life, I think the, the atmosphere of worship in the classroom in the kingdom of heaven was like nothing he'd ever known. His all he'd known was pain and brokenness and hurt. And so that impacted his life in a way that just brought him to tears. And um, I remember trying to help this boy and, and Docs got involved. And I remember having to send him on the bus at times with him just crying in tears saying, I don't to go home but we couldn't keep him there because then he said his dad would beat him up more and he didn't disclose to Doc so they could do nothing and and this boy because he was afraid his parents had told him that Docs would take them off him and he'd be taken to a strange family so anyway this boy remained in this family he was in where he was being beaten up and abused every afternoon when he went home and um, it impacted me so deeply and it's it set me on a course I guess to see the kingdom of heaven and the culture of kingdom advance in our earth in a way that actually breaks chains of domestic violence and abuse and that covers communities and families. Um, But I used to pray when I'd go past his house and I just used to pray blessing on him, pray that his situation would change. And I remember he was probably years later just embarrassed and I'd see him down the street and um, he'd pretend like he didn't know me and I could see the pain in him and he was vulnerable with me in in that school setting and so that was embarrassing for him. And then I saw him probably a few years ago in Coles and he was serving me and he he just, the pain was there and he just again pretended like he didn't know me and that um, he didn't want to open up. And then this week, um, Josh had his soccer grand final and he lost. Bummer. 
<laughs> um, but this boy was there. I was like, oh, wow. I'm going to go say hello to him. He's a man now. And um, I just went up to him and said, hey, how are you going? And he, he was open. And he said, yeah, I'm going all right. I'm going much better than I was when I was in year four. And um, he started to talk about his life at the moment. He said, my stepdad's still a bit of a douche. But I've done, he was the one who beat him up, but he said, I've done some growing up. And I realised adults can't push me around. And, and um, I've discovered some stuff about my past that's helped me know who I am and where I stand. And then he said, and I'm so grateful that when I was in year four, that someone prayed for me and stood up for me and was willing to help me through that really painful season. And I was just like, thank you, God. This boy who was in immense pain, he could remember back to year four and he knew that there was a moment of heaven touching down in his life in a way that helped him to get through maybe the years that were to come. And um, that was just a, a moment for me where I was like, God's heard my prayer. And so I just want to encourage each and every one of you here this morning, if you're facing a broken or a difficult or what seems like a hopeless situation, and maybe it's been ongoing and you think, maybe God's actually forgotten my prayer. Maybe, he's, maybe the situation's not changing. God is always at work and no prayer is ever wasted. And I just want to sing this song again. I can see you now. Um, bring the broken to life. And if there's a broken or a hopeless or a painful situation that you're facing and you can't see that God is working, we're going to make a declaration of faith to preface the message this morning that we serve a God who is good. Jesus, the hope of the world that can turn any situation around. And right now, I'm believing for heaven to touch down earth in your life and in every situation that surrounds you. Thank you, Rosie.
Amen. Amen. And um, power was released right then from heaven into your situation. And um, as you go out into your worlds this week, continue to stand on that declaration. God's bringing the broken things to life. Thank you, worship team. Can we just give them a hand? They're phenomenal. It's beautiful having Rosie and Kirsty leading us this morning. Two phenomenal, courageous women, hey? So blessed, so blessed. Oh, got to get myself together for the message. Can't cry all the way through. Oh, I said to Joshua, black all over my face. He said no, but he doesn't look, he's not a details man. <laughs> um, but anyway. I repent of vanity. It's good. Um, holy moly. Uh, as I've been preparing this week, I really have felt just the weight of heaven and the weight of God in the season we're in. And as I said, I hope it can all make sense this morning and God's already been moving. But first of all, special welcome back from across the country to James Baccarini. Let's give him a hand. Where is he? Oh, awesome. It's so good to have you with us, James. He's with us for a few months before he goes to Bible College at Equippers in Auckland, which is going to be amazing. Loving this season, hey, of friends and family being back together. My parents and my sister and brother-in-law are here. Our, our network leaders, Mark and Liz, it's great to have you with us. And visitors, it's just so great. It's a great season, hey, when everyone comes together and it's great. But anyway, moving on. I, I am excited to share this morning. As I said, I feel like um, there's significant stuff in my heart. And I know it's Christmas tomorrow, which is very exciting. I'm not sure exactly how Christmassy my message is. But Jesus, I'm talking about the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of light, and Jesus came so that the kingdom of heaven could infiltrate earth, so I think it's connected, um, hopefully, makes sense, we're going to go with that. <laughs> um, it, and it's such a great season we've been in, the presence of God is tangible, as you just felt then in worship, the heavens are open, and uh, I think it's a season of answered prayers, as I talked about this week, just that was a, such a blowout for me, hearing from that young man, and I've been talking to others um, just saying stuff like, I've been praying for my kids for years and years. And um, just this week or in the last couple of weeks, I've seen an answer to prayer. So I think open heaven season, um, make the most of that. Grab a hold of God and, and um, run with that. But also at the same time, I think there's a pressure in the air. I think <laughs> most people I talk to at the moment and like those who are especially, you know, in church life and serving God with, carrying the kingdom, just weary, <laughs> like everyone's a bit tired and you know it's such a, it's been such a great year and God is advancing and the heavens are open but everyone's worn out <laughs> and I think that's coming to the end of a year naturally that happens but I also think there's another level to it, I think that the kingdom of heaven is advancing and therefore there's a battle that's going on and it's not like we're coming up to a Christmas season where we're all just going to kick back and relax, I actually feel like we're in a war and the kingdom of heaven is advancing and that's why we're... Um, I guess, feeling the, the tension of that. And um, I'll just explain this a bit more. Who knows the, the role of us as Christians is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth, to bring a taste of God to earth. And heaven is invading earth. The Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, verse 5, 5 to 3. This is how Jesus told us to pray. I'm not sure if we have the words because it's been a bit of a... Oh, yeah, great. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. 
then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him, which is a good thing just showing us how to actually pray. We don't have to babble. God knows what we need. This is then how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And, and that just encapsulates it. Jesus, Jesus has asked us to pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's how we're to pray. That's how we're to live. And I think sometimes in our westernized Christian church, we can get so caught up on souls saved in, um, and getting people into church and, I guess, unsaved people filling the church. But, and that is very important. But the main role of us as Christians is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth and everything else will change. Because of that, and I've been reading this book from Danny Silk called The Culture of Honour, which Mark Stevenson from the Equippers Church recommended to me, and it's just so much golden, and loving it. And he actually talks about this. Um, he, he says that the idea of praying a salvation prayer is kind of a recent invention in the past several hundred years since revival meetings that's come in, and where people come in and they just you know pray a repentance prayer and they're saved. And he says that pastors and teachers in the church have grabbed a hold of that and preserved it. But it's not always the way that it was called to be. And this is what he says, the kingdom of heaven invading earth is the goal, not unsaved people invading the church. We must cooperate with the Holy Spirit in carefully and intentionally assembling the pipe that funnels heaven and all its power and freedom to earth. When we do, the importance of the entire Christian church being fully equipped by all the ministry graces Apostle, prophet, evangelist, if that makes no sense to you, he does talk about it more in here, and I could explain that later, but I'll keep moving on. Um, the importance of the Christian church being fully equipped by all the ministry graces so that the kingdom of heaven leaks from our lives will soon be a concept as widely accepted as praying a prayer of salvation. So the goal is heaven invading earth through us. That's the mission that we're on. Um, the kingdom of heaven leaking from our lives, as Danny Silk puts it. Um, but what is the kingdom of heaven? I don't know, you might be thinking that sounds all like very heavenly, but what is that? The kingdom of heaven is God's kingdom and it's everything that God represents, love, joy, peace, truth, hope, honour, all those things. And I guess the opposite of the kingdom of heaven, which is the kingdom of light, because Jesus is light, is the kingdom of darkness, hopelessness, death, fear, torment, sin, all that opposes God. Um, and Satan is the head of the kingdom of darkness. Um, he's declared all out war on anything that represents the name of God, looks like God, smells like God. He just wants to destroy it all. And um, I'm going to continue to unpack this, and hopefully it makes sense. But this morning when I'm talking about the kingdom of heaven, that's what I'm talking about, all that is God. That's what we're called to represent on the earth. And friends, heaven is invading earth, as I've said, in the moment through you, through us, through the church. We're in incredible days and the kingdom of darkness is scared because he's losing territory and you know when light advances darkness cannot dwell because darkness is just dispelled. Thus the atmosphere being pressured, so this is all this is just all to explain the pressure in the air that I was talking about. So if you're having a clash between two things, it's just basic physics that two things are banging together, there's pressure and there's friction and there's tension and I think the kingdom of heaven which is an unseen realm is advancing in the days that we're living in and, and we are the kingdom of heaven because we're carrying it so we're in the war we're feeling the pressure and thus the weary hearts and souls but um 
I think um, God wants to encourage us this morning to keep fighting the good fight, to not give up. And um, just a side note, I often think this darkness versus light thing, this unseen realm, I, I don't always, I don't talk about it too much in church because I think, gee, it must sound a bit creepy, even though I love it. Like, and I know my son, Tamana, who loves Star Wars, he loves it, the darkness versus light and the good versus evil. But I had an epiphany this week, a revelation that darkness versus light, it's not really that creepy. It's age old. Star Wars encapsulates it so well. All our superhero movies are good versus evil. Our society has it ingrained. It's in the hearts of humanity for good to conquer evil. And I love when our kids watch Star Wars. They're watching it this week and then they came out and they're fighting and they're like, oh, I want to be the good guy. No, I want to be the good guy. No, I want to be the good guy. I don't want to be the bad guy. And I love it that in their hearts is good and the goodness of God is being set in the hearts of all mankind. And I think we all know, even if we're atheists, that there's a battle between good and evil that goes on and that comes, I believe, from the kingdom. Um, it's a kingdom thing. So, is everybody with me? Cool. Not makes sense. Um, and, and as I said, I, I love Star Wars. I don't love Star Wars, but I was talking to Marty before. He's a Star Wars fan. And I like, is it The Force Awakens? I like that one. The rest are a bit lost on me. And um, the, the, the darkness versus light themes in that just like really gripped me. So, um, and as I said, I'm not a Star Wars buff, but Marty or Riley or Sarah Jane are all great. They should probably be doing this, but I'm going to give it a go. I wanted to just read some quotes again that just show how humanity has captured darkness first light. Why should we not be talking about it in the church? Um, Kylo Ren, is he Darth Vader's nephew? Yes. yes. Marty's looking concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Grandchild, Han Solo's son? Yes, yes. okay, he's a bad guy. Uh, and he says, he's coming to the supreme leader, who's like the supreme evil guy, I guess like Satan, and he says to him, I feel it again, the pull to the light, supreme leader senses it, show me again the power of the darkness and I will let nothing stand in our way. I love this image, even darkness and evil is drawn to light, it can't resist it. And this is what um, Star Wars is encapsulating, just like bugs to a light, it draws and the kingdom of heaven is drawing people to itself at the moment. Another quote from Star Wars, Obi-Wan Kenobi to Darth Maul, which is from which Star Wars movie? Marty knows. Riley. One, okay. I won't say the name. Number one, Obi-Wan Kenobi says, You can kill me, but you will never destroy me. It takes strength to resist the dark side. Only the weak embrace it. And Darth Maul says, It's more powerful than you know. He's a bad guy. And Obi-Wan is a good guy. Obi-Wan then says, And those who oppose it are more powerful than you'll ever be. I'm like, whoa. That's right. Yes, this dark side is strong and the pull is strong. But those who oppose it, you know, we stand, we represent the kingdom of heaven. There's a strength in us that is stronger than the darkness will ever be. Um, J.K. Rowling in Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. I'm bringing out all the crankers here. Um, <laughs> she says, we've, we've all got both light and dark inside of us. What matters is the part we choose to act on. That's who we really are. Hello. Humanity knows it. There's light and dark inside all of us. It's a battle we all face. Even us as Christians, I think it's continual choosing light, choosing to follow God and, and not being distracted. Um, we're in a war. And I'm actually, I'll just play this clip now, which I think Riley has from um, The Force Awakens. And this is Maz and Ray. 
Bobo's that. I shouldn't have gone in there. That lightsaber was Luke's and his father's before him, and now it calls to you. I have to get back to Jakku. Han told me. Dear child, I see your eyes. You already know the truth. Whomever you're waiting for on Jakku, they're never coming back. But there's someone who still could. Look. The belonging you seek is not behind you. It is ahead. I am no Jedi, but I know the Force. It moves through and surrounds every living thing. Close your eyes. Feel it. The light. It's always been there. It will guide you. The saber. Take it. I'm never touching that thing again. I don't want any part of this. <laughs> My boys asked if we could just watch that for the sermon. Um, but how powerful is that? The light calls to you. You know the truth. And I, I love what um, Maz says to Ray then. Perhaps the belonging you look for is not behind you, but it's in your future. And I think sometimes there's pain in our past and there's brokenness and we can fixate on that and wish that things were different and wish that maybe people who have hurt us would change and come back into our life. But I think that's profound maybe for some of us this morning. Perhaps there's been pain and hurt, but God is actually wanting to lead you into healing in your future and there's going to be relationships that bring healing and belonging that were completely different um, to your past. And yeah, that is you and there's a pain there and you feel like you've been looking at the past and trying to fix that. Um, may God just help you to look forwards and give you hope for the future, that things are going to be different and that he can bring a healing in your heart. And uh, it's kind of corny, isn't it? But I think it's profound. Um, and I love this. And the force it moves through and surrounds every living thing. It's the presence of God, his spirit, the kingdom of light. It's in everything. God is omnipresent. He's in and through and around, behind, before. He's everywhere. It's just, I guess, people, not everyone's aware of the kingdom. I know Beck said that a little while ago in pre-service prayer. And close your eyes, the light, it's always been there. It will guide you. And who knows, for all of us, even if we're doubting, I think as we close our eyes and, and, and maybe we just have a moment of God, I'm not sure if you're real, but show me you're real. I think in those moments, God can reveal himself to us and we feel his presence and it's un deniable as we quiet in our heart and I love that the light has always been there it will guide you God has set eternity in the hearts of men as I as JK Rowling said light is within within all of us sometimes we just have to be aware and I know there's a lot of philosophical debate on this I don't believe humans are inherently evil I believe we're inherently good we're made in the image of God there's actually scientific research done on how humans are wired for goodness and love and, and relationship. 
1 Thessalonians 5, verse 5 to 11 says this, because I can't just use all of Star Wars, right? <laughs> Your sons of light, daughters of the day, we live under wide open skies and know where we stand. So let's not sleepwalk through life like those others. Let's keep our eyes open and be smart. People sleep at night and get drunk at night. But not us. Since we're creatures of the day, let's act like it. Walk out into the daylight sober, dressed up in faith, love, and the hope of salvation. God didn't set us up for an angry rejection, but for salvation by our master, Jesus Christ. Um, yeah, let's just leave it. We're alive with him. And um, maybe you do feel inherently dark or unworthy. Maybe there's some words have been spoken over you or that's the way you've been raised or you beat yourself up. But I guess I just want to encourage you this morning that we're creatures of the day. We're sons and daughters of the light. That's who God has created you to be. He didn't set us up to reject us. He came to save us and set us free and, and um, yeah, turn the darkness to light. And so I just want to encourage you. Yeah, if you're feeling worthless, that, that's the enemy. That's not God. You're amazing. And God created you with a purpose and a hope. May we walk out um, as creatures of the day, dressed up in faith, love, and the hope of salvation, which is all the kingdom represents. It's so good, isn't it, that when Jesus died for us, we now have the opportunity to have a clean slate when we receive him. So we don't, we don't have to live under condemnation or darkness. Um, yeah, and I just felt to say to some of you that you're stronger than you know. Maybe you're in a battle or maybe there's temptations or fears or insecurities that you're facing. But I just want to encourage you that light wins and the, the power of God is within you to overcome those things. And yeah, don't feel hopeless or powerless. Um, and again, well, actually, no, I'll say this first. Uh, so... All of this, light versus darkness, is, it's age-old. We're in a battle. Um, yeah, but I love how Star Wars puts it. The light has always been there. Its draw is stronger than anything. May it guide each of us. And from Obi-Wan, it takes strength to resist the darkness, but those who oppose it are stronger than the darkness will ever know. May we take that with us. And the Lord's Prayer, as I put up before, Jesus told us how to pray. I love this part also. Lead us not into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. It's a great prayer to pray if we're struggling. Romans 12, 21. Don't be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We don't need to be overcome. Yeah, there's darkness in our well, but we can just overcome it with good. Okay. Just another little thing I wanted to add, since I'm taking us on a journey of just explaining, uh, I guess, how the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of light, it's not really weird, it's kind of a thing that's set in the hearts of humanity. Um, our world is made of unseen forces in the natural. Science says that, um, whether it's gravity or friction or tension, there's unseen forces in the natural that shape everything we see, and I'm just going to I love science. Physics wasn't my strong suit, but I did love biology and chemistry, so hopefully this is all okay. But this is from a science article. It says, May the force be with you is a strange thing to say to someone because there's never a moment when forces aren't. Forces are the hidden power behind everything that happens in our world and beyond. Forces make your heart race and your lungs pump. They swing the planets around the sun and bind atoms tight. Think of anything, absolutely anything, that's going on in the universe right now, and you can guarantee that somewhere, somehow, forces are responsible. And I just love that. Just as there are unseen physical forces like gravity and tension and centripetal force, 
I think there's unseen spiritual forces that shape everything that we see. And I love how science and God are inextricably linked and everything points to God, the creator. Amazing. So, and you know what? Kids are experimenting with the supernatural. Talk to our youth kids about what they're doing in school. Ouija boards and different things. Our society and this generation is so aware of the supernatural. Uh, I think we have to make sure that we're countering and, and addressing it in a clear form. The kingdom of light is advancing and the kingdom of darkness is opposing to unseen forces affecting everything we see. And as I said, the kingdom of heaven is advancing through us. We're carriers of the kingdom. We're kingdom builders. Therefore, we're in the war. John 10.10, 10, the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan wants to destroy the deposit of God within us. He's threatened by it. He knows that it's stronger than him. He's trying to wear people down. Pressure, pressure, pressure. If I just put enough pressure on the followers of Jesus, the church, then maybe they'll give up. Maybe they'll give in to temptation. Maybe they'll compromise and stop representing the kingdom and seeing it advance on the earth. <clears throat> but I love 2 Timothy 4-7, fight the good fight, press on to the finish, keep the faith, may that be our heart Christ. Stir up the gift of faith God has given you, 2 Timothy 1, verse 6-7. to Make a declaration of your faith. I believe God is good. I've decided to follow him despite my weariness, despite the pressure, despite the pain, despite the temptation. I'm going to choose to follow God and trust that he will help me to stay the path. Because who knows, we're on the winning side. And who loves that Hillsong song? Tell the devil no, not today. Tell the devil not today. C.S. Lewis, my prayer when I die is that all of hell rejoices because I'm out of the fight. How powerful is that? May that be our prayer that when we die, hell's going to be happy because we wreak so much havoc on the kingdom of darkness. All right, so that was all by way of introduction, but I don't actually have much to go. <laughs> um, the kingdom of heaven is within each of us. It's our role to bring it to earth. We don't need to wait to heaven to taste heaven. God wants us to establish it here on earth. Why wait? It's so worth the fight. Heaven on earth, light penetrating darkness, joy for mourning, peace for torment, love for fear, hope for hopelessness, beauty for ashes. Is that not worth it? So worth it. Okay, and as I said, this is all very interesting, but where is this going? I have a question for you. What is the key to the kingdom of heaven Continually advancing through us with great power and authority. Ooh, anyone know? We've got Dad in the house, but he's keeping quiet. It could be many things, but what, what am I going to bring out this morning? Josh knows. No takers? All right. Kind of. <laughs> could be an anticlimax. Close. Repentance. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Was that an anticlimax? Repent. <laughs> Um, John the Baptist said it, Jesus said it, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. It's something we don't always talk about, but I think it's actually vital for us to be uncladded vessels for the kingdom of heaven to move through us with authority and power. We need to be continually repenting of the crap that we pick up, because as soon as we carry crap in our hearts, the kingdom of heaven can't come through us. Okay, so, I think it's a good word, and you're like, what does repentance mean? It just means to change one's mind for the better. Another definition, which I got off Esther Greenwood from listening to her SoundCloud sermon from Equippers Church in Auckland. Change any or all of the elements of one's life that are concerned with right living towards God. Repentance takes us from something old into something new. It's a beautiful thing, really. When we repent, we let go of building with a certain thing 
and we grab on to the new and we're able to build with a new kingdom material. And thank goodness Jesus paid the price so that we're able to let go of the old and grab on to the new and doesn't have to have any hold on us anymore as soon as we repent. Um, and as I said, it allows room for the kingdom of God to move through us with great power as we continually just bring our hearts before God. And I think there's always stuff in our lives that spring up. I know there is for me, whether it's insecurity or, or fear or not trusting God. I think those things creep in and I regularly have to check my heart. God, is there anything that's cluttering me that I just need to bring to you and say, sorry, sorry, I haven't trusted you. Sorry, I allowed fear in. Um, renew and refresh my heart. Take the crap and help me walk free of it from here. So who has ever moved house? I think most people. We moved house last year. And I think it's a great chance to... Who thinks it's a great chance to like, sort out all your junk? Who's with that party? Who thinks it's just a lot of hard work and hate it? Yeah, it's a bit half-half. Um, I think it's a good chance to clean out the junk. I think also it's within our human nature to travel lightly. Some, not the hoarders, if you watch that show, hoarders. <laughs> They've missed that gene. But um, <laughs> we moved house last year. We've still got junk everywhere. Uh, but we just put it down in the garage so no one can see it. Our house is set up lovely, I think, most of the time, especially since Mandy and Ev came and cleaned it late, late. And Larry and Leanne come and clean too, and it looks lovely. But as soon as you walk down into the garage, it's like, I don't know what, war zone, um, natural disaster zone. Uh, it's almost like it's not there. Like, oh, yeah, we're all set up. And then you walk down to the garage. Oh, I forgot about all this. I think it's a bit like our spiritual walk. Sometimes we can kind of accumulate baggage but it's a lot of it takes a lot of time and effort to actually sort through the crap like it's going to take Josh and I probably a couple of weeks to go into our garage chuck out the junk put everything where it needs to go that's a lot of work so sometimes it's just easier to shove it in the basement and pretend it's not there and I think that's like our spiritual walk it takes time it costs us our time our energy our vulnerability to say God I think there's some junk I'm carrying deep down in my heart it takes time to process to let go and so I think sometimes it's easier just to say, I'll just keep burying that down deeper and then I won't have to deal with it. No one can see it. It's in the basement. And you're almost like, yeah, I've dealt with all that stuff. And then something comes up and triggers the fear or, or the insecurity or the hurt. And you're like, oh, it's still there. I forgot about that. And I think that's what repentance is all about, like cleaning out the basement. Sometimes you just got to go a bit deeper and get, go through the junk, allow God to work on your heart. And I want to encourage us even in this busy season of Christmas and New Year and all the great things that it is, may we not take one year's baggage or even previous year's baggage into the next because I think we can accumulate and accumulate and accumulate. And the more we just push things down, you can just fill up your basement with all sorts of junk. May we just pause, take a moment. God, is there anything I'm carrying with me from the last season that is weighing me down that I actually need to let go of, anything I need to repent of? it's different for everyone and just allow God to take that for you and, and it might cost you pride maybe you need to talk to a leader and say hey look I've been struggling with this or a trusted friend um, but it's always so worth it to let go of the, the junk and the crap and short accounts are so much easier hey like it's easier to go through one thing hand it over to God than to go through a lifetime of pain and baggage in one go. That takes a lot of time. And not that it's impossible. If that is you, you start the process and you'll soon be free and light and you will just be so grateful for that. Um, but, yeah, man, we have short accounts. <clears throat> Matthew eleven twenty eight to 30 in the message says, 
maybe, then instruct them in the practice of all I have commanded. I'll be with you as you do this day after day, right up to the end of the eight. Hang on, is this right? Eleven? Twenty-eight to thirty? Are you coming, Riley, or do you want me to move on? Okay. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I just think that's a beautiful picture of God's heart. He wants us to live freely and lightly. He wants us to walk in freedom. He paid the price so we could. It's just a hard exchange. It's actually, he can't force us to do anything. And your small group leader and us as pastors can't force you to get rid of the crap. It's only up to you. It's your responsibility to open your heart to God. And uh, may I encourage us all to do that this season. Just heart check, God, what do I need to deal with? Okay. All right. So there's lots in that. I'm kind of coming to an end now, but... Josh and I have been talking a lot recently when we've been talking about maturity and we've been talking about family and the community of faith and how the goal is to challenge one another to go higher in God, which is just to mature. And I really think repentance goes hand in hand with maturity because we can't move from the old into the new. We can't grow up until we repent because if we haven't repented, we're in the old and we're just stuck. When we repent, we're able to let go and move into the new. Therefore, we're able to grow in greater maturity. Part of growing up is taking responsibility for your crap. You don't blame others um, for your baggage or you don't avoid it. You deal with it when you're a mature adult. You clean out your garage, not like we have. <laughs> um, you know, it's fun being a kid, but it's not fun to sit in your own mess. We aren't babies now. We don't sit around in our nappies with our poo in there waiting for someone to come and change us. Hopefully we know how to go to the toilet. It's not fun when you're waiting for someone to change your nappy. It's, it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, and as I said, it's not anyone else's responsibility but yours to deal with the, the stuff in your heart that's maybe weighing you down. Um, yeah, you don't want someone to come and change you. You deal with it so it can be dealt with. Let's ensure we accumulate things of the kingdom in our hearts, not crap. Let's let go of the baggage. And, and when we do accumulate baggage, let's learn to have short accounts and deal with it quickly so it doesn't weigh us down. So the kingdom has open access to move through us because who knows... There's too much pain and brokenness and hurt in this world for us to be a, a cluttered vessel. The, the world needs the kingdom of heaven and we, God needs open hearts for open vessels. So, yeah, for our own sake and for the world around us. Now, I actually had um, more to this message. I was going to talk about um, some key areas I feel God is calling us to grow up into, some specific things that I feel God is saying, whether like some things key areas to repent of in terms of let go of the old and walk into the new, some mindset shifts. But I'm going to leave that for next week or another week because I think this has already been enough. But I'm going to get the band up. Um, so in summary for today, the kingdom of heaven is advancing on the earth at this time through us, through you, through the church. And, and as I said, there's, there's too much pain and brokenness in the world for us not to be bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth, but for the power of God to move through us, we need to be open vessels, and repentance is key in that, because if we're carrying clutter, God can't move through us, and, and I believe where we can stand, 
we're in a moment right here, right now. We don't have to wait till you go home to actually open your heart to God. You can, or you can do it now. And uh, we'll we probably sing Amazing Grace in a minute. But the thing is, I said, as I said, there's a cost to actually going through your basement. It takes time and it, it takes energy. And I think walking into this environment right now on a Sunday, you can just come in and sit in your seat and, and walk out and it's pretty easy. It's pretty fun. But it does take bravery and courage to come and stand in your seat and hear a sermon like this morning and actually open your heart and say, God, oh, this, this pain, this baggage I'm carrying, and I want you to take it for me. It takes, yeah, it, it takes courage to open your heart. And that's what I want to encourage us to do right now in this moment. Just allow God to go a bit deeper. And um, I'm just going to pray for us in that sense because I, I believe this song, God's going to minister that we may go into 2018 strong, mature, free of the old. And this is what I'm going to do, actually. If everyone wants to close your eyes, bow your heads. If this message has spoken to you in any way, maybe you feel like God is calling you just to, I guess, surrender afresh to Him. Or maybe you've actually never made a decision to follow Jesus and said, you know what? I want to represent the kingdom of light. I want to carry Jesus and represent Him to the world. I want Him to come into my heart and my life and take some of the baggage that I've accumulated. Maybe you've never actually asked God to take that for you and made the decision to follow Him. If that's you and you want to say today, Jesus, I choose you. I choose the kingdom of light. I want to fight the good fight. I want to stir up the gift of faith within me. I want to be part of this, all this that Sarah is talking about. If that's you, or if you felt like you've drifted away and you've kind of maybe settled, maybe you've compromised and you've actually forgotten to stir up the gift of faith in you. You've forgotten what it is to fight the good fight. Can I just get you to raise your hand now and I'm just going to pray for us while every eye is closed. It's, we're in a moment and as I said, it takes bravery, it takes courage. Thank you. See that hand. Is there anyone else that just wants to make that decision. God, I choose you. I'm done with the pain and the brokenness. I'm done with walking around in my nappies. I just want to get rid of rid of the junk and I want a new, a fresh start. Yeah, I see that hand. Thank you. All right. Does everyone just want to pray this prayer with me? I thank you, God. You died for me so that I could live. I thank you, I don't have to live under darkness. I thank you that the light is within me. I choose you. I choose to follow you. Thank you for a fresh start. Amen, amen. Let's give those people a hand who put their hands up there. That's awesome. We're just gonna sing now and, and the team's gonna lead us in amazing grace. But God, I thank you so much for this incredible church here, for this incredible body of people who have chosen you and said they want to follow you. I thank you for the joy and the honour it is to represent the kingdom of heaven on earth for such a time as this. And I just thank you that we would be uncluttered vessels right now in this moment. We open our hearts, God. May you go deeper. Help us to surrender. May we have the courage, the bravery to surrender all that we need so that we might continue to be open vessels take your kingdom to a broken and dying world that desperately needs the hope of the world. Amen. Thank you.